You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat will be talking about the Bulls season and depressors. Are the Bulls better than the record? And then lastly, who do we think is going to come back? Who do we think is going to go? We're going to get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, the Bulls had their season in impressor. Um, it was uh, AK, Billy Donovan, Zach DeMar, Kobe, and Vooch. Uh, I guess they said, everybody else, you ain't got nothing to say. We don't want you to talk. Uh, so don't even worry about it. Did don't you show really up. want to hear from DJJ? Is that the guy? Uh, little, you know what? Honestly, Andre yes. Drummond, that's the guy you were looking for? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I guess they said, hey, Pat, we don't even need you to talk this time, bro. We don't need you to talk. Io, you just can, you just focus on shooting. We don't need you to talk either, bro. Just go shoot. But uh, with that said, Pat, how'd you well, feel about Well, season ended about four weeks ago. You know what into, I mean? Realistically. Well, no, his season ended about four weeks into the season. Yeah, but, you know, his you know body, what I mean? the, yeah, the body, the husk of Io DeSumo still was out there, bro. But, the you know, husk. <laughs> the husk. <laughs> Is this is this offseason content? We just fry in all the Chicago Bulls for the <laughs> man. Uh, let's start off with AK and Billy Donovan. Man, how'd you feel about their part of the presser? And you can really talk about any part, any uh, any presser, but you know, kind of just starting there at the top. I thought we heard what I expected to hear from AK and Billy Donovan. Um, I don't know what people were looking for. I saw a lot of people were like, you know, this is a terrible press conference for AK and he didn't sell us anything and we still don't know what the plan is. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you're not privy to the plan. You're not supposed to know what the plan is. Uh, you are a fan, just like we're fans, even though we podcast on this book, right? Like, so the AK is not going to give you the plan. Uh, the one thing we love about NBA and NFL GMs, they treat these secrets like if they give these secrets up. Um, all nations will go to war. So you knew <laughs> nothing was going to happen, right? Like World War Four will start. You skip three straight into four. It'll start up if uh, AK lets you know what's the plan with the Chicago Bulls. No, they I said what we thought they said. That's all, that's all I can say. That's, with that. that's really what it is, man. And and to me, like, I'll say this: I don't. F Part of me likes the fact that I don't have a GM that panics. Part of mm. me likes the fact that I don't have a GM that looks at a season that of a team that he has put together in two years that in one year, right, you can say at the end of that year, we were optimistic in one year, we could say at the end of that year, we're very pessimistic coming out of it, even though the second half was nice. And I'm glad that I don't have a GM that says, yep, we're just going to get rid of everybody. The, this isn't working. We're going to move on from everything. Uh, do I agree that it didn't work? Yeah, I do. I think that continuity uh, needs a lot of tweaks that happen. But I think when you look at a lot of the stuff in the second half, very much like AK pointed to, I thought one of the interesting parts was the fact that we lost 16 out of 33 games on last minute, last second, or overtime. Mm. 
That's a lot of games, especially heading into a season with a team that I believe was top three in clutch baskets made the season prior. Mm. The Chicago Bulls flipped the script. So when I listened to the post-game pressers, I literally listened to a GM that was as flabbergasted as we all were that his entire team just flipped the script. I mean, literally, when you come into this season, you're talking about a team that was um, one of the worst defensively at times last season, now being a top defensive team that lost to every bad team last season, or lost to every good team last season, now beating every good team this season at least once, and then a team that was able to dominate all the bad teams, losing almost every night out. He was, I, I think AK legitimately was as confused as we were, which is probably a problem in the long run. But I just, I, I felt like AK talked a lot of the things that me and you had talked about coming out of this season. We knew what this team was. We knew he wasn't going to invest heavily in what this team had shown. And like he said, there weren't a lot of deals on the table for the Bulls to make to improve. And AK is not in the business of blowing this thing up. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing coming out because, you know, a lot of Bulls fans have been asking, hoping, wishing, dreaming, even though me and you sit here on this platform for all of about 10 months and told them we're not blowing it up. It's not happening. Going for a rebuild was not going to happen. Now, you can agree, you can disagree, but at some point you just got to come to the realization it ain't happening. Yeah. And that's just is what it is. I don't say that to like, you know, toot our own horn or anything, but the writing was on the wall with that. It's not, We're not going for a rebuild. Now, I, I while... You know, the way that AK presented it and talked about it, I can understand it being triggering. It was triggering for me initially. Um, it still is kind of in a way, but at the end of the day, it's like you said, he's not gonna he's not gonna sit here and come on this season ending press conference two days after the season and said, Yeah, by the way, we're trading Alice Caruso. You know, we're gonna go ahead, yeah. we're gonna start shopping X. It's just not gonna happen that way. Um, I do like that he was that he was pressed a little bit by Casey Johnson. Shout, Shout out, out to Casey. Casey Johnson for always keeping it real. Um, you know, because AK had talked and made it seem as if like He's going to try to bring everybody back. And Casey Johnson pointed out how that was unrealistic and basically asked him, you do realize that you work for uh, <laughs> for who you work yeah, for, right? Basically. That you work for the Reinsdorfs, right? Um, so, you know, yes, we have work. We have tons of work to do. And, you know, the season is a press conference or... You know, it, it, it's a bunch of fluff. If we're just being honest with it, bro, it, it's it, it's not it's not, not going to make us feel better or feel worse. Exactly. It's it, it just is to evaluate what it is. We, we're supposed to leave with the same feeling we came in with, and the, they got work to do. And we'll see if if they're going to actually do that work in a meaningful way. Um, I will say that you know, I like Demar saying that everyone under twenty four is mandatory to do those those that off-season training with him because that's that's something that needed to be done last season. And so we know that Kobe eventually came out there too. It was Pat, Kobe, and then Dalen came for the five-on-fives. We don't think he ever, like, actually did those workouts yeah. with DeMar. Uh, but Kobe, P-Will, DeMar, Io, everybody who's going to be back on this team that's under 20. I said DeMar. Dalen, uh, everybody who's going to be under 24 definitely needs to be out there. If not for nothing else, to learn that work ethic, to learn what it takes to come in and and to really you know do the work in the offseason to to be prepared for the season. Now, one thing Demar did say, I want I want your thoughts on this specifically, uh, was you know saying that he's going to work on his game and he will take more threes next season. Now we saw a period of time that he was taking more threes and actually hitting them pretty decently for about a six game stretch and went back to normal. It's to be expected, 
But do you think a DeMar that comes in with the goal of shooting more threes, how do you think that that's going to affect the Bulls' offense if he does end up staying here? I, I think, right, like you have to understand the timing of them. You have to Giannis it. That's what mm. I want DeMar to do. You have to take enough threes that people feel like there's a threat of you to take threes, but not enough that it actually hurts the team. The answer for this team for the three-point line is not DeMar DeRozan. We know that. That's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And AK's got some work to do. He's got some things he's got to go after. But you do have to have that threat. The thing with DeMar at the second half, I, I, I won't even just say the second half, a little bit before All-Star break leading into the second half of the season, is that before that, there was no threat of DeMar taking a three-point shot. I wasn't worried about DeMar taking a three-point shot unless it was a game-winning situation where the Bulls were down three. You know what I mean? Like, I, I or the Bulls were down two, and then, you know, they, they were trying to win the game, whatever it was. But I, I, I'm not a fan of DeMar. Now, I will say this. If it's a I'm trying to improve at the three ball to lengthen my career, there's a lot of players that's worked for it. That's probably going to come at some point in DeMar DeRozan's career just because it's easier to shoot from outside than inside. And I think that DeMar could be a bigger long-term asset for the Chicago Bulls in that way. Um I, I gave you guys the numbers kind of the second half of the season. DeMar wasn't taking a ton of shots, right? There were games where DeMar, there were five games where DeMar took 20 or more shots uh, in the second half of the season. So that backseat role to me or finding a role on this team to me is DeMar DeRozan's way of looking for how he's going to be successful long-term, hopefully with the Chicago Bulls, but maybe with another team out there, right? Because there's not a lot of teams that are looking for that mid-range assassin to be the focal point of the offense. Uh, I think a lot of teams like the leadership that DeMar brings. I think the three ball is going to be a necessity in adding to his game moving forward. But to me, right, like I look at DeMar's game and I, I, I just think it's about which shots you take, not about what length they're at to me. You have to give some kind of, uh, 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 impact offensively, but you also don't want to take away from the team and you're going six for 15 or six for 18 and the ones you're missing are five three-pointers. You know what I mean? That's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, listen, this Bulls team got work to do internally. Uh, the players, the coaches, everybody, everybody got some work that needs to be done this offseason. And, you know, the seasoning impressors for me, it just – it, it kind of was just to close the chapter on this season. Let's go ahead and, and, and lock it in. Let's move on to next season and see what it's going to be. One of the questions that we're going to ask up next, though, is are the Bulls better than what their record ended up being at the end of the season? So we're going to talk about the next. Before we do that, talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that's Prize Picks. How does Prize Picks work? You pick two to six players, and if they will go on to score more or less than their Prize Pick projections, you can win twenty-five times your entry on uh, your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WA, eSports, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states, and Canada. Shout out to the to the Mapleheads over there. Uh, download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PrizePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. So, 
Are the Bulls better than what they finished at this season? Finished the season at 40 and 42 uh, with, you know, what, 14 and 9 over the last uh, stretch of the season after the All-Star break, I believe. Um, ups and downs all throughout the season. When you look at this team, do you feel that they're better than what the record was to end the season? I feel like the Bulls are better than what their record was, but they are what their record indicates them to be, right? Um, mm. And that goes organizationally. I think the record of a team, of course, it ends on the players on the court, right? It ends with how you put, how many games, how many basketball games your players win on the court. But I think when I look at the record, there's so much blame that I have looking at the organization and what they put out there. Uh, how AK talked in his pregame presser was as somebody who expected Lonzo to be back this season and was leaning on that heavily. That's a mistake. That's you like you. There's no way I would have come into this season with us pushing Lonzo Ball's timeline off of playing further and further and further and said, I'm not going to address anything with the point guard position. There's no way, right? So when I look at this season and I look at the second half of the season, I see how much the Bulls change. Bulls go from 26th and scoring to 16th. Bulls go from, they, they were a pretty good defensive team all year, right? But finishing as, now I, I will say this, AK said they were the top defensive team. The spots I've looked at says that they were second. It was within point three, wherever you put them, a, a top two defensive team. Um, Zach Levine taking his time to get himself back, feeling like him. I think that that plays into it. DeMar kind of finally finding that role. And all of that happening in the second half of the season when you added a point guard that I think pretty much everyone here believes. While we love Patrick Beverly, he's not top 15 in the NBA. He's probably not top 20. I think you could argue that maybe he's worse than some backups in the league. I hate to admit that, but you're not wrong. And it's not, it's no disrespect to Pat Bev. It's just, yeah. right, the age playing into what he currently is in the NBA right now. He's a leader. He's a vocal leader. He is energy. He's a vet. But there's better talent out there right now at the point guard position. So to me, the fact that I can see that that small tweak turned your team into a okay NBA team, right? Like, it's not like the Bulls came out and all of a sudden they were world beaters. I look at the organization and I say, you didn't offer this team enough on the floor. We're sitting here in the second part of this season. In the second season in a row saying, what, what are our needs coming into next season? Shooters and size. Same thing. Same thing. So to me, right, like, do I think the Chicago Bulls, do I think Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic are a better team if they're allowed to be just ball players on the court and put in the right position to succeed? Yes. I think they're a better basketball team than a 40 and 42 team. But the Chicago Bulls organization gave us a 40 and 42 team. And to me, I, I, I think this offseason, I'm looking a lot, a lot. Of, okay, listen, I okay, AK, you had your one offseason of fire. This offseason, you gave us kind of the warm embers that were left over from that fire. You going you gonna to put some oxygen on that? You going to reignite this fire? Or we just we just letting the, cool, the coals cool off all the way? No, I think I and forget just uh, we're going to put some oxygen on it. Pour, pour some gasoline on that mug. That's what we need this Well, I, I don't think that we need that. I'm going to be honest with you. I look at this, and, and we'll talk about this. a long offseason. We'll talk about this a lot. But I don't think that we need these. J the Jalen uh, Brunson to New York. I don't think we need that. To do what, though? To, what are you talking about? Because if you're talking about just to get back to where we were, 
Cool. We don't need all that. But if you talk about to try to be a, a, a contender for an ECF, no, we need a lot. It's not just it like two or three pieces make us relevant again. Three or four pieces, the right pieces and the right the right things that come together, not stars or anything, but the right pieces that come together and kind of transform the scene to get back to an ECF. I'm kind of sitting at that's what we need. But here's the thing, right? It, it depends on what you're talking about. Because to me, when I look at what this team was, mm-hmm. Kobe White is what we needed. We didn't get that Kobe White all season, though. This is true. The Kobe but- White to finish the season is what we needed. He wasn't here. But that's the thing. You you can't, to me, I get what you're saying with that. And with Zach, too, because Zach didn't start the season. Zach, Zach didn't either. start the season. And then but, when he came back, we were like, hey, you're the point. But you know the like, issue huh? with that is, is that, that that's once again betting on everything going right. Yes. And everything's not going to go right. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, to me, to, no, me, no, though, no, to no. me, though, I think that that's why I'm saying, like, to me, the, the AK, Mark Eversley, they have to do a better job. Now, the players got to play, right? Like, there's been yeah. many times this season where we've looked at Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or Vooch or whoever it is. Everybody's gotten the ire of our anger this season. And it's been, hey, listen, do a little more. Like, do you know yeah. you play basketball? Like, I'm not saying it's not on the players. Y'all know I'm very big on the players are the ones that put things together. But you also got to put players in positions. I, case in point, if, if you watch last night's game, of uh, the Clippers and uh, uh, the Suns. Y'all think Russell Westbrook just remembered how to play basketball in the last 30 games? Like, all of a sudden, he just remembered. Oh, my God. Are you saying I'm supposed to pass the ball to the dude to shoot? No, he's got dudes that can shoot around him. (laughs) That helps the game. He's not kicking the ball to LeBron, who's kicking the ball back to him because they both want to pass it. Like, I think that roster means a lot, and I think that AK just did such a poor job of that, especially, no, right, like, me and you talked about this coming into the season. We're not GMs. We we knew Zach Levine was going to start out the gate slow. Mm-hmm. We hoped for Kobe White. Kobe showed us a little bit and then fell off, but, like, we were coming in with hope on Kobe White. We knew nothing about Dale yeah. and Terry. What the heck? We we had high we hopes. We still don't know much about that, Dale and Terry. No clue. No clue. Does he even yeah. play for the team, realistically? <laughs> I, him and Marco are phantoms, right? Like, uh, Io DeSumo was our biggest hope coming into the season. He let us down. I told y'all coming in, he might have a sophomore slump. I mean, like, there were a bunch of things to me that you needed to build contingency plans. Remember when we talked about him being Batman and having a contingency for the contingency, right? Like, he just had one plan. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Yeah, right. We talked about him having the extra files. No, it, it, it turned out it was one plan. And uh, hey, once you know that one was? plan went left. I, I don't know if you were a SpongeBob watcher at all, bro, but like, it's like, it's like when, when, he was the waiter on SpongeBob, and they they told him all I want you to remember. Squiver told him all I want you to remember is fine dining and uh, cleanliness. And they said, "What is your name, sir?" He's like, "We threw out his name, like in his brain, like there was nothing in there, bro. It was, they threw out all the files. He had no name no more. That's what AK was this season. That is hilarious. Yeah." It's, oh, man, let's hope it's better, bro. Let's hope it's better, man. That's the goal, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> do something, AK. Hey, man, we got to – hopefully we build this thing up just like Built Bar's out here building up bodies, man. Uh, looking – if you're looking for a delicious del- – oh, I'm struggling right now. Let me run that back. <laughs> That's what AK's done to me, man. He's broken me down. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, I, I've been telling y'all for years, bro. Oh, well, actually, years now. Actually, yes, years. Uh, you need the best protein bar you're ever going to get 
with the best taste. Get in tune with Built Bar, man. They come with 100% real chocolate on every single bar. I'm talking about churro flavor, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream covered in 100% real dark chocolate. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they make it taste good and they pack in only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. And the best part about it, now you can get it in stores. For years, we've been telling you guys, go over to Built.com. You can pick your best flavors. Promo code locked on still works. And, and you can take that away with the order. But now you absolutely can go to Built. Uh, or I'm sorry, you can actually go get your Built from your local Walmart or Sam's Club with specialty Flavors, the cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff. You can get a four box of that at the pharmacy section in Walmart, or you can go to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box of the brownie batter puff and the Cheerio puff. I'm telling y'all now, get in tune with Sam's Club, Walmart, all of that. Grab your bill. You can thank me later. All right, Pat. We got a long off season ahead of us, bro. Ooh. Long offseason. One of the biggest questions heading into the offseason is Nikola Vucevic. Uh, but on top of that, Kobe White, who talked about in his presser, you know, wanting to start again. But uh, Kobe White, Javante Green, Patrick Beverly, Andre Drummond, if he uh, opts out, we got a lot of free agents coming. Io DeSumo, I want to ask you this, like uh, right now, and I know as this will evolve as the offseason goes on, as we start getting more ideas. But one of the things that did happen with the new CBA is that you're able to start re-signing your own free agents the day, I think it's two days after the finals in, is how the rule goes. I thought it was, right day, thought it was the it day may, after. Something like that. after, close. okay. Look, much Maybe closer. It's, the day after. it's like three yeah. weeks closer. It's considerable. Uh, so right now, with how you feel about things, seasoning pre presses or not, but like where you sit right now, who do you think is coming back? I think you're in a situation where you have to bring Vooch back. Um. Now, Vooch has talked about testing the market. Vooch may not want to come back. He says he wants to be in Chicago. Of course, that's going to affect based on the money, right, that he's going to be able to get. Yeah. But to me, right, like, I, this is how I think. If you're going to move on from somebody, you can't get worse at that position. Mm -hmm. Who we get? It's not, and, and this is the thing, it's not like it's Vooch a is a bad thin. player. Yeah. Like, even though some Bulls fans will have you believe all their woes are on. Well, him, listen, but, you know. is he is he a is he a subpar uh, uh, paint defender at this point? Sure, I, I'm I'm willing to concede. And yes. even though the numbers will say he's not right, like I'm willing to concede that Nikola Vucevic doesn't do enough on the paint defense that I would like him to. Fine. I also no, that, that, the problem is he is defending the paint, as in the actual paint on the court, not the players. That are in. That's part of the just issue. the paint, right? Just the just paint. The paint. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I also understand what the modern center looks like. I also understand that, like, listen, Joel Embiid doesn't always protect the paint either. I get that Nikola Jokic more times than not doesn't protect the paint. I get that more and, and and this is the question that I've asked a lot of Bulls fans. Who are you going to get? I know that you guys want this 90s style center. It's not going to work. That's on this going team. to sh shot block and and sit down there and rebound and push the back. Joakim Noah ain't walking through that door. 
Joakim but, Noah barely works in this NBA, but he but does even work. Joakim Noah, even Joakim Noah was a was a extremely good passer, and he ended up developing that out to the out to twelve feet, and sometimes the elbow he he'd make that weird looking jumper. But like Bulls fans, some will have will talk about like we just need somebody who can just block shots and rebound. Okay, but you know there's other aspects of the game, and I tell you what, yeah, you can find a lot of better defensive centers in the league than Nikola yes. Vucevic. I will never argue that. But you cannot find bigs that can pass. And keep in mind, too, hey, Vooch ain't Vooch a bad passer. So He's not a bad passer. Like, <laughs> so it's it's so it's so strange, man. It's just, I, I I think like to your point. I mean, realistically, when you look at what Vooch brings on the court, is there anybody that you even think that's available? Right? Because realistically, if the Bulls don't want to do anything with Demar, they don't have to. Demar mm. signed. Zach Levine's here. Vooch is the biggest question mark for us heading into the offseason outside of a lot of our bench mob. Prior, or contrary to whatever, uh, what's the clown on Twitter? I'm going to call him out by name, too. Uh, Die is hard, Die Chicago, hard Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Who, uh, you, you notice how he disappeared? Uh, no, I muted him. I muted no, him. No, he, uh, he disappeared. So he, he, no, I'm sorry. We'll talk about that off. Uh, no, listen, I, I, he, he outed himself live, right? Like, he, I, yeah. I don't, we can talk about it on air. Stop believing everything y'all see tweeted out here and retweeting that mess. Yeah. Because there's a lot of idiots that do this. <laughs> this is very true. And he is one of the biggest idiots. One of the biggest. It was somebody said, uh, I, think it was, uh, I think it was Matt said, uh, hey, is this Sammy? Uh, oh, boy. It, it, From it middle of the be, season, I said it's, it's got to be him. It's Sammy <laughs> Like, yeah, that's why it's like, come on, man. Like, you really thought you could leave. Do a rebrand <laughs> brand and come back. That's what you hey, thought was gonna happen. Hey, and Joe Keem's following him. I was confused. I was like, wait a minute, Joe don't know. Like, what's happening here, bro? Joe probably just hit follow and kept it. But Joe, we know Joe be in an altered state 90% of his life. I'm not. He said diehard Chicago Bulls gotta do it. I don't know, man. I, yeah, but he was just lying. Yeah. Like nobody's reporting this, and he's just like, he's just like, yeah, Demar wants hundred fifty million dollars. You know what it is? He saw the tweet that Daniel Greenberg made saying that that's the most that that Demar could command a free agency, and decided to make that tweet based on it's like an idiot, bro. Just hey stupid. man, hey, stupid is as stupid does, sir. But uh, I, I'm gonna ask you this, right? With what Vooch can bring. Is there a better center that we can get? Even if we right, if we break the Jerry Reinsdorf stigma and we go after somebody, is there a better center that we can get this year? The only, and I'm still not saying better. Keep in mind, I'm not saying better. But the only center that I can I can see on the free agent market that can replace Vooch and bring enough offensively while being an improvement defensively is Jacopoto on the open market this year. That's the only one. Because I think Jacopoto is a good enough passer. Not as good of a passer as Vooch. He's a good enough passer and a solid enough scorer, especially in pick and roll. Yeah. But he's much better on the ball defense. He's a much better pick and roll defender. He's a much better rim protector. So he's the only one, at least right now in my mind, that I can see that can bring enough of both sides to it that I would be okay if the Bulls let Vooch walk and brought in Jacopoto for less because he's going to get much less than than, uh, than uh, Vooch is too. I can, I can talk myself into that. I, I would almost say I don't even know if he's gonna be available. That second half of the right, like we we look at what the second half of the that the Bulls did. The second half of the Raptors season, they were very optimistic and feeling good about what that team did since Jacopotal had got there. So to me, right, like he might not be leaving Toronto. 
Now, maybe well, maybe he got out of Toronto the first time and he was like, dang it, y'all brought every time I get out, y'all bring me back in. Right? Like, maybe it was that situation. But, like, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Here's the one thing we do know. The, the obvious option, don't always get selected. It's true. So, it's outside true. of that, you're getting, even if, even if not better, right? Even if it's a flat line. Okay, I can deal with a flat line. Everything else is worse. Yeah. And and when it comes to Jacopoto, the only reason why I think there's even a possibility is with the way the CBA has changed the you, how long you can be over the salary cap. Unless Toronto moves on and Fred Van Vliet gives them uh, ops out of his player option, they may be up, up to that apron to where it could be extremely hurtful for, to them to re-sign Jacopoto. So we'll see. I don't know, man. Uh, is there anybody else on the team that you think uh... – you think might be moving on that you thought was a staple or you think might be back? It, I'll ask you this because we've both been on this guy. Mm -hmm. What are we doing with Io? Io is a free agent. He is. A, he was a restricted free agent uh, this year. And so I look at it and I know it's it's a seasoning and impressor. Me, you just got done saying that you can't take too much away from right. it. But how glowingly AK talked about everyone else and then with Io, he literally said, well, you know, we hope that he works on this game on the summer. And we do want to see him stay a bull for a long time. Like, it just seemed like there's a, it was a little bit more loaded there. So not that I say that this, he's necessarily a, a casualty for sure, but I do think that if the Bulls don't move uh, and break like, here's the thing I'll say. Kobe needs to come back 100%. But I think that there is a world in which Caruso or Io aren't back just to make space to do something else with the roster. It's gonna be a weird offseason, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you because yeah. I, I, I think I think there are gonna be a lot of major moves made here. I don't, major stuff, right? I think we'll sign some big, at least one big name, um, whether it be Vooch or to me, Jacopo still a big name piece to add in. Yeah. And I think we're going to move on from a lot of pieces that we thought were gonna be here at the end of last season. Oh, I agree. I I listen. I. I, I've gone back and forth on this so much this season where I thought, you know, maybe, you know, somebody would come back or whatever. But I just look at it and saying, like, if 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 they truly want to improve this team in, in a meaningful way, something got to give, bro. Who are your must-keeps? Who are your must-keeps? I think Kobe because of the youth. And I think I, you, that we don't want to see another young player go away and develop even further somewhere else. To me, Vooch is a must-keep just because you can't replace Vooch. Right. Um, one for one, and then DJJ. Uh, who? DJJ. DJJ's got another year. Well, player option for another year. He got a so player we, option. He got back in. Yeah. So uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if DJJ feels confidently enough about what he can get on the open market because there was no interest around DJ. People, I, it was none around DJJ. So it, I think DJJ is going to opt back in. Um, Javante, I think, is a goner. Just because I love Javante. I love, like, Javante is a piece. He's a luxury, not a need. If we had a better roster, absolutely bring him back. But I just, we we need more size out there. And, and to me, honestly, I, if it, I think it was evident towards the back end of that season. DJJ can bring most of what Javante Green does. Pat Bev? If we improve point guard, no. If we are kicking the can down the road and doing the whole Kobe, we're going to, try Kobe at starting point guard, then yes, Pat Bev's going to be back. I'll put it at, if I had to put a percentage, I'll say 45% chance Pat Bev comes back. I feel like that's a major voice to lose. That's the part that scares me. 
Yeah, I feel you. I, I agree. I agree. The fact that somebody came in and was just like, hey, Damar, let Zach shoot some. <laughs> like in the first trip practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was that's just like, crazy. oh, okay, all right, cool. And I mean, like, I, that's, that's not to say you have to have them back talent wise, but like the voice in the room doesn't have to be a best talent. I don't know, man. I, I think to me, you're not talking about a lot of guys. Zach, Damar, Vooch, right? Like, again, I know everybody's finna, but oh, so you're just running back to core? The core with, with changes around it is not a bad core. The core with shooting around it, right? The Chicago Bulls, two years in a row. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. The the biggest problem, and I know we're going long on this, but the biggest problem is percentage problem, right? The percentage is a problem. The Chicago Bulls, three-point percentage is a problem. They're a bad three-point shooting team. The attempts is worse because the guy that makes you get open attempts has been extended. Yeah. Billy Donovan's not going anywhere. Man, this is about to be a long offseason, brother. Um, Hopefully we got yeah. a Knicks turnaround. I'm, I can't believe I just said I, that. Bro, I hate, Hopefully I, hate, we gotta, I hate I hate having to admit the Knicks are good, bro. There's literally nothing I hate worse than that. <laughs> hey, life. bro, they came out running that mug on that first game. Bro, bro. I'm not going to start with you. I can't admit. I can't. I, I just I hate admitting the Knicks are good, bro. It sucks. But uh, go ahead and send us home, brother. Let's get up out of here. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. The Knicks still suck in our books. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO. Hey, the CEO. H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. And every day is tomorrow. We'll be back. Continue to break down everything going on with this team. Uh, having some more, you know, kind of analysis or predictions. Uh, some things that, w- that we have going on in our mind that we want to see with the team. So just because it's the offseason doesn't mean you have to turn us off. Stay subscribed. Continue to be locked on uh, with us at Locked On Bulls. And uh, that's it, man. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. And we out, y'all. Peace, man. Peace. Whoa.